today's show, we'll be discussing how to tell somebody to fuck off. Why? Because there's a ton of pressure in today's society, especially for women, to be accommodating and pleasing and to meet other people's expectations. So drawing a line in the sand about what you are and you're not okay with and doing so in a way that makes you not feel like crap. And so Ava and Kimberly, Ava in particular, very passionate about this. So we're (laughs) going to hear a lot from her, I think. So I'm your host, Stephen. Joining me today, we have Ava. Hey, folks. And we have my wife, Kimberly. Hello. And so a lot of times in the very beginning of the show, I like to say, hey, does anybody have anything interesting going on this week? And we decided we would not do that. And then Kimberly said, no, I have something interesting that I wanted to share this week. So I was driving down the road, uh, hands-free talking to Steve on the phone since he's in a different city than I am. And I was like, hey, guess what I did today? And he goes, masturbate. And I go, is that like literally all you think I do? And he's like, yes, that's all I think about. (laughs) (laughs) It's not quite how it went. It wasn't all you do. But it was like, is that all you like me for or something like that? And I said, yes, that's all I like you for. Wow. Um, and I almost expected Kimberly to come back and be like, you asshole. But then she didn't. She just started laughing. So somehow I guess I got lucky with that. So statement. it sounds like she's cool with that. I think she knows that I like, I think, I think one, she likes masturbation. And two, she knows that I love her. I'm going to stick with her for all kinds of reasons, not just the masturbation, but the masturbation's hot. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's, let's jump in and let's talk about telling somebody to fuck off. So Ava, I'm going to ask you to kind of give us a little bit of background. Okay. Because like you thought of this topic and it is something that you really kind of care about. And I think have wanted to talk about for a while. So do you want to kind of share some of that and like the, why it matters? Yeah. Yeah. I can talk a little bit about why it matters. Um, I think that it's so easy in today's society to come off as either being, a people pleaser or being abrasive, like being bitchy. Right. And at the end of the day, like what, what we're looking for, I guess what I'm looking for is assertiveness, right? Like how do you draw that line in the sand? How do you make those boundaries about, um, no mom, I don't want to come to the family dinner on Sunday or no, I don't want to go out on a date with you or no, I don't want to work an extra two hours late tonight and not letting yourself kind of be pressured into situations that you don't want to be in, um, without coming off as being, you know, bossy or mean or bitchy or grumpy. Um, and just, you know, owning the space that you deserve to take up in life and drawing boundaries where, you know, where you deserve to draw those boundaries. Um, and I think that this comes up a lot in in dating and relationships, right? Like I can't tell you how many times I've gone to like a club in my 20s and I've had to pretend that my friend that I came with was actually like my sexual partner girlfriend just so that like other guys that I didn't know at the club wouldn't like grind up on me and make moves on me, right? Um, so situations like that, like those are the things that we're dealing with day in and day out every day. And it's not just women, it's everybody. Um, But just how do we not give in to just people pleasing all the time and own that space and ask for what we need and draw those lines in the sand without, without worrying about coming off as being bitchy. Mm -hmm. Kimberly, you have, what did you, you have experiences like that too, I assume? Oh, sure. Um, I mean, I had experience like that, I guess in the past week, um, where I met a person, um, at our local play space and they were looking for friends. So I said, you can friend me on FetLife. And if I see you here, I'll say hello. And they did. And they started a message and 
they invited me and actually you, Steve, to go out for drinks or uh, dinner or something. And then I was like, actually, he's out of town for like quite a while. So I don't know when we could do that. And then the person was like, well, just me and you could go. And then I'm like, okay, I really honestly don't have time to engage in like a new friendship at this point with everything that's going on in my life. And I just really felt like I'd rather basically just see this person at the club and talk to them there. And I didn't really honestly want to go any further outside of that. Um, So I had to say no, but then I'm like thinking, I have to give reasons for that, you know, like, I can't just be like, no, I don't want to do that. So I was like, well, you know, um, there's a lot of things going on with Steve and his family. I just, I'm about to start a new job and I could have thrown in there. I have this puppy now. Um, but anyway, so I said, I said these few things, which were true. Um, and then he came back and he was like, well, it's not like I'm asking you to, you know, uh, go on a date with me or something to that effect. I'm just looking for friends, but I'll accept your no. And I was like, well, it feels like you're accepting my no, but also not at the same time. But also guilting you over it, right? Right. And I'm like, but I just, I don't understand why, why, why can't you just be like, oh, I'm sorry, this is going on with your family and I understand you're busy. Like, you know, it's just, well, well, my my personal stories of when I have uh, had to do accommodating and pleasing are much worse than that. I'm just kidding; they're not. <laughs> oh, okay? So I want to. I really want to focus on on on. I'm going to say women, female experiences more than male. I will say it's like I get it sometimes. You know, my mom will put pressure on me, like, "Well, I haven't seen you in a long time," or you know, or just things like that. You know, and it's like we all have to deal with that. But uh, let's focus this conversation more on like women's experiences of being pressured, because I think that's a better conversation. And then we can, you know, all the viewers and listeners, um, you can, you know, interpolate that into, you know, the same thing is happening when your mom says, you like, you never come and visit me. It is the same thing, just maybe not as um, demeaning in some ways, you know, but it's, it still is like pressure, you know, and you're trying to be accommodating and things like that. So let's focus more on like women's experiences of, of what they kind of go through. So uh, Ava and Kimberly, um, a lot of what I think I'm hearing you all talk about is that you're getting pressure from people. So it's, it's whether it is the person is trying to like, you know, guilt you Kimberly or in the first place, they're trying to like push you into doing something in either case, it's just like unnecessary pressure. What are your thoughts? I would almost say that it's not necessarily that people are getting pressured because yes, that is a factor a lot of the time, but the problem starts even before somebody pressures us, whether that's in um, a message or in person or a text or what have you, there's already this sort of societal conditioning of, oh, I need to explain my no. I need to explain why I need to justify it to you. When at the end of the day, all of us in this room know like no is a complete answer, right? You don't Mm -hmm. need to do any more like explanation beyond that. If someone's asking like, oh, hey, do you want to go like have sex later? Do you, do you want to go get, you know, have some fun in the bedroom? You can say no. And that's a complete answer, period, hard stop, end of story. And yet 
so many times it's like, oh, I'm not in the mood or, oh, I've got, I've got a headache or we've got a big day tomorrow. Or like, you almost feel like you have to supply it with a reason. Mm -hmm. And that applies out of the bedroom just as much as it does in the bedroom of like, why do we feel this pressure to have to explain ourselves and justify the no when no is enough? It It is. I have a, a thought. Okay. Very often if I'm trying to communicate well to somebody, okay. Um, and then we've talked about the word because, which I think is really interesting. You know, so if you have to cut in line, if you just say, excuse me, I've got to cut in line, that doesn't come across nearly as well as if you say, excuse me, I've got to cut in line because, and you don't even give them a reason. Okay. All mm -hmm. of a sudden the people who said, because the word because implies there's a reason. Okay. But if you say, I've got to cut in line because I'm running late, then the people because they kind of have that background information are much more interested in like letting you go ahead and like jump in line. Okay. Mm -hmm. So giving reasons definitely helps people like process it in their head of like what, you know, if you're asking somebody to do something, they definitely process it. Now that is different from what you're talking about because I do know it's related, but it's different. Your no is a complete sentence. That's how we, as I'm going to say myself as the receiver of that, no, I just need to take it that way. And mm -hmm. to, to, require a reason might make me feel better, but I need to get over that, you know, because mm -hmm. my, then I'm putting pressure on you to like, tell me why, why, what is wrong with me, Ava? What's wrong with me? Like that's, I don't, you know, I need to be strong enough to just not worry about that. You know, right, I might not right. get an answer. Right. And, and in doing so and not asking you for any reason that actually, like, let's say I ask you out or something like that. You say, no, by not pushing it, makes it's going to increase my chances that later you're like well he was respectful he was nice maybe later you know where mm -hmm. if i'm pushy then i've just killed it man i've shot myself in the foot and that's the end mm -hmm. yeah and so i think like the example that you gave of like somebody cutting in line that is a situation that like no one is entitled to cutting in line right like you may have your reasons and that's all fine and dandy but like it's like number one is like, oh, you're breaking the rules. It's not okay that you cut in line, right? As in like in contrast to the scenarios that like Kimberly and I have mentioned so far of like somebody asks you out on a date or somebody wants to to spend time with you or somebody's asking something of you, there's there's no entitlement of my time to another person, my time or my energy, right? right? And so if I say no in that scenario, that that is the complete sentence. And like, yeah, if I was cutting in line and I gave a reason, people might be more like, apt to to be accommodating and to be comfortable with that right but that's i mean that feels to me like a very very different situation of like i'm going to break the rules and i want you to take my side as opposed to i don't owe you any of my time or energy and i'm not you know you're not mm -hmm. entitled to the reason why behind it and i think that there's a lot of conditioning that happens of um trying to manage the emotional reaction of the other person when you give them an answer or a response to something, right? So yeah, Steven, if you were to ask me out and I were to say no, you could be like super heartbroken and upset and like really, really um, emotional about it, right? And so I might anticipate that reaction and try to soften the blow and say, no, because X, Y, Z, I have all this other stuff going on or whatever the case is, right? And at that point, I am trying to control the narrative. I'm trying to control the outcome of that conversation. I'm trying to manage your emotional response by delivering it in a way that I think will be easier for you to handle. And that's not my responsibility. Like you're right. saying, like your response is your, your responsibility. 
Um, and all I can do is give you like as transparent and authentic of a response as possible and trust that you will handle it appropriately and responsibly. Like at the end of the day, you're not responsible for anybody else's feelings. Like they are mm -hmm. no matter what you say. So, um, but like you were saying earlier, I just wanted to emphasize the point that you kind of made briefly in that, you know, women are conditioned early on to be people pleasers, to say yes, you know, to not rock the boat or, you know, if we do do such things, then we're considered bitches, which then further reinforces kind of those societal norms that are almost like subconsciously ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kimberly, you just answered a question of mine. I was going to say like, why do you say, instead of just saying no, why do you feel like you have to go on and give some explanation? And you just answered that. I think really well that it's, yeah. Society bringing you, you're supposed to be accommodating. Mm-hmm. And there are so many examples of that. I was going to say Brandy shared a story with us recently about how she responded to somebody that reached out to her on FetLife um, that was interested in her and she was not interested. And she gave this very long response explaining, you know, for this reason and for that reason, and I just don't have the time in this and that and the other. And it was really similar, Kimberly, to what you, what your story was earlier with this person of, they responded back and said, well, I wasn't talking necessarily about an in-person relationship. Like maybe it can just be virtual. And all of the reasons that she already gave about like, I don't, I don't have time to devote to this. Like, all of that applies to a virtual relationship as much as it does in an in-person relationship. And at the end of the day, her response was no anyway. So why are you pushing back? And, and taking a step back from that, like my, where I was trying to go with this is that she felt the need to put all of this energy and time and effort into structuring a message to soften the blow so that this person would take it easier and would be okay with it. And Hey, no hard feelings. Don't take it personal. Right. And so many of us feel that pressure of like, oh, I need to, you know, I, I need to say no for me. So I'm going to try not to give into this ask, but I'm going to, I'm going to spend, you know, an hour putting together a response about here's why. So you don't feel so bad. You know, uh, I wish Brandy was here on this episode because I remember when we first started hanging out and we went to a party and she didn't really know people and she was, she came with Kimberly and I, and we were introducing her to some people and things like that. And she was getting a lot of attention because like Kimberly says, anytime you're kind of new, you're like the new person. It's like, you get a lot of attention. And I was trying, I remember her not always liking that, you know, it was too much and it's not something she wanted. And I was like, you just have to tell people, you know, no, or tell them not to, not to do that or not to touch you in that particular way. And she was really hesitant. And I don't know if she's the same way now. I'd be interested to kind of hear and know because I feel like she's grown a lot, you know, but um, she had an interesting perspective I hadn't really thought about before, which was like she's in this new environment and you've got all these new people and she's realizes like she's starting to like create a reputation for herself. And so she didn't want to come across like you're saying, Ava, like as the bitch, you know, or that you know new person just got this bad attitude or whatever. So she was trying to like really walk this fine line of like telling somebody no but giving them all those other reasons and stuff like that, because she was really afraid like she's creating this reputation and she wanted a good reputation because she didn't know really anybody in, in the group yet. You know, she's kind of figuring all that out. And that made me really kind of sort of stop and kind of think more um, about, you know, what would I do? And I really didn't have an exact answer to be honest with, with you. It was like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of got where she was coming from, 
you know, and yet, yeah, you, you're right. You are creating a reputation. So there was this kind of interesting balance where it was like, you know, I, I would have just been like, no, you can't do that. You know, but then I don't know. I, I think she did have kind of a point or she was aware of things that I wasn't necessarily aware of. Mm -hmm. so I, I wish she was here tonight to talk about that. Yeah, I'm sure she had a lot of have a lot of good um, contributions. I will and say. I wonder if she's grown. I wonder if she would be like today. Like, no, I would not be like that. Like, I yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I suspect think she, could she would. Be. Yeah. Um, I think there's a layer of the conversation that is really important for us to address too, though, about safety, um, because we've talked a little bit about like when you get a message from somebody on FetLife, like when it's virtual, that's one thing, but when it's an in-person interaction, like say somebody approaches you in a bar and is hitting on you, for example. Um, there's, there's split second decisions that you need to make about how am I going to handle this? And if there is a concern of safety, because you don't know this person, you don't know how they're going to take it when you reject them, you need to mm -hmm. trust that they're going to handle that rejection that they're going to manage their own emotions and that they're going to move on. But we all know that that doesn't always happen, right? Sometimes rejection can be met with violence. Sometimes mm -hmm. rejection can be met with assault and harassment. And so what do we do in those situations? And in the story that you mentioned about, about Brandy, like that, that, those types of situations give me a lot of anxiety because if I'm in a room surrounded by a whole bunch of people that I don't know and a lot of things are happening, if I'm getting a lot of attention in that scenario, then I'm not necessarily sure if I'm okay with hugging this person or okay with getting that person's phone number. Like I kind of want to take some time to think about it and process. But when it's all happening in the moment, you have to decide, okay, what's the safest way for me to get through this situation? Am I concerned for my physical safety at all with any of these people whom I do not know? And that can be really scary depending on the situation. People listening and, and watching, especially, especially guys, um, I think we need to be aware to not put pressure on people, you know, and if we do that, it, it makes them uncomfortable. And that is really, that's shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, we're not going to get the date. We're not going, the person's not going to want to hang out with us. And it's because we're, we're putting pressure on them and we're getting them outside of the comfort zone. And as soon as you do that, it's like safety, um, and trust really are like, I think the foundational things, like they come before being attractive. Cause if you're, if you're not trustworthy and you're not safe, you're not going to be attractive. So we have to always kind of maintain that. So I think that's something for us to kind of hear and be aware of. And I think if we are, then hopefully we're not like accidentally putting that pressure, you know, on Kimberly and Ava and, and Brandy and others. So that said, Ava, how do we tell somebody to fuck off? Uh, that's such a great question. Um, I don't necessarily have all the answers and I don't, I don't pretend to have all the answers. I would love to brainstorm strategies a little bit and get your guys' thoughts, but I'll tell you what my strategies have been so far. Um, and I don't necessarily coin these as best practices. These are just the things that I have tried to deal with those situations in the past. Um, and so for me, a lot of the time when it comes to like virtual messages, a lot of times I just don't engage. I won't participate. Um, because part of me feels like I can either a spend a lot of time and energy explaining my no, and maybe that'll go. Okay. Maybe it'll didn't, it didn't in Kimberly's story, right. A few minutes ago. Um, or I can respond and just give them a straight no. And, and that's it, right. A very straightforward matter of fact rejection that probably won't go well either. Um, or I could just not engage and 
most of the time they won't message again. Sometimes they do, but most of the time they don't. Um, and I don't know that not responding is necessarily like the best way to handle that situation, but it's a situation that gives me the most peace at the end of the day. I don't lose sleep over not responding to a person that I do not know. I do, I'm not obligated to respond to their message, right? And so that's that's when it comes to virtual messages, that's what's worked best for me. When it comes to in-person interactions, again, I think it very much depends on like how safe do I feel. If someone's approaching me at, at our local club at the mark, I feel really, really comfortable just giving them a straight no answer and moving forward and expecting them to, to handle their own like emotional response to that, whatever it may be, if anything. Um, Does when, that happen a lot? Do you get approached a lot and have to say no? Um, once in a while. I mean, I wouldn't say a lot, but I would say semi-often, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then when you're talking about like outside of the club, outside of a community where I feel really safe, just kind of out and about in the day-to-day -day world. Um, like if somebody approached me like in the grocery store or something, right? Like I, I don't know anything about that person. And typically I will just try to get away as fast as I can, regardless of like how safe or unsafe I feel like I, I don't know. And so my natural response to that is just avoidance. Um, so what I have done in the past, um, actually, it, so so I have been approached in the grocery store in the past by someone um, that was clearly hitting on me. Like I was looking for risotto or something like that. And they were like, oh, what are you looking for? What's for dinner? What time should I come over? That sounds really good. Like, give me your number. When, what time should I be there? When, and I am like trying to like politely engage like, oh yeah, I'm looking for risotto yeah, I'm going to be making it for dinner later tonight and slowly like walking in the opposite direction. And this guy just follows me. He literally followed me like into the next aisle and halfway in the next aisle. I'm like I'm, I'm actively walking away from you. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And he's like, Oh, wow. I just took it like so personally, like I wasn't following you. I'm like, you were clearly following me. And <laughs> right. Wow. Um, and I didn't, I didn't do this in that situation, but I wish looking back on it, I wish that I had, because at that point my heart was like racing. Like I do not want to be in the situation. I actively want out of it. Um, mm -hmm. But I wish that I had thought to speak more loudly and draw attention to the situation. Um, because if this guy had kept following me around, I didn't know how I was going to get rid of him other people in the store looking at the situation. Like if I had said in a really loud voice, you need to stop hitting on me and go away and attracted attention that probably would have gotten him to back off because there were other people's attention that would be on him and that would know what he was doing. Um, that doesn't necessarily work in all situations. If you're in a store that doesn't have very many people in it, that might not be the best scenario. Right. Um, but those are tactics that I have taken in the past, or at least have thought about like when this happens again, this is what I plan on doing. I mean, I feel like there's a really good tactics going back to like what you're saying about the virtual random message from people you don't know. And like, maybe it's not the best way to deal with it. I mean, to me, it's the best way to deal with it. Like, because you don't owe them anything. They're a mm -hmm. random person messaging you and they shouldn't expect that you would message them back. I mean, like you're saying you sleep fun at night, so it's like not your problem. I don't, I don't see a problem with it. And you know, honestly, oh, yeah, like I say, um, you hit you hit a certain age and like you're not going to get a lot of those random messages anymore if you have your real age on your fet life like I do. That's funny that you say that um, because I've noticed some some of my friends don't put their age on fet life, right? They'll just say that they're 99 and they live in Antarctica um, right. and they still get those messages. 
Like right. I still hear stories about those messages. I'm like, what does it take for you people to just like leave me alone? Like I don't state that I'm looking for dating on my profile. So why do oh, I keep no. getting these messages? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. So if I lie about my age and make myself younger, I'm going to get more messages. Well, I wonder if if people are like, oh, they're like 30, 25. Well, they kind of see you as more vulnerable than somebody who's like 45. So mm-hmm. they're like, okay. And also there's the whole like stereotype of like younger women are more attractive than a 45 year old woman too. So, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Hmm. For some people, I find women in their forties attractive. Kimberly, well, yeah, I find I'm you attractive. That. I'm just saying that's, you know, like a lot of people's viewpoint, not necessarily yeah. my viewpoint, but yeah, I hear that. Um, so yeah, I think when it comes to like how to tell someone to F off, it's really important to just think through like, what do I feel safe doing? What am I comfortable doing? Um, if you don't feel safe and you feel like giving like a more long winded response is going to be the safer route for you to go by all means do that. If that's, what's going to work for you in that moment. I remember that, that story that I just told about being in the grocery store, like my heart was racing so fast in that moment. I was getting so anxious, um, that like, it's, it's, literally like do what you need to do to get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so that's going to vary from one person to another. But you shouldn't have to do all that. That's, that's no, main, you shouldn't. We shouldn't yeah, have to be having conversations though. about strategies right. to get away from these people. Right? right. People that are hitting on us that we do not want to have them hit on us. What um, about mace? Does mace work? I don't have mace, but I have pepper spray. Pepper spray pepper works. Spray. Okay. Pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> no. Psh. Yeah, like if somebody approaches you on the sidewalk after dark and there's nobody around, like what do you do with that situation? And I don't I don't want this topic to be around like self-defense, right? Like yes, that is that is a thing that that I hope that you are prepared to deal with and I wish that we didn't need to be prepared to deal with situations like that, but I think that we all should be based on the reality that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um but in a picture perfect world, we should be able to tell somebody no and have them respected and know that they'll be able to to deal with any emotional reaction that they have to that without us needing to like run interference or manage that emotional outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stephen, I'm really, really curious what other thoughts you have about this coming coming from a guy's perspective. Like what do you, what's going on in your head right now? Well, it, it's great to hear to be honest, you know, that, um, cause it's the kind of stuff that it doesn't always, I don't have to think about very much, you know? And, and I think that's the cultural difference. I think that's why Ava, you care so much about it. Cause there's like that cultural difference of like women are supposed to act this way, you know, men, we, we can just whatever, be a little bit rougher, you know, and be like, no fuck off, man, you know? And, you know, we're not even gonna say like, leave me alone. We're just going to be like, you know, whatever. So I think it's really good to hear because I don't think we always think about it. The biggest thing though, that, bugs me okay is that i think very often we put pressure on somebody else and we're not aware of that and that's not cool ever you know and that could be true of of women in relationships men relationships any relationship type stuff you don't want to put pressure on people and we do that all the time and it always it always hurts us it always backfires if i was to make make kimberly do something that she didn't want to do you know or push her into it if she does it She's still going to be pissed off at me. Go ahead you know, and that's try, like the, Steve. Yeah, right. You go ahead and go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not going to do me any favors, right? And I really have decided too. I think, like in general, it's like we, like me as a person, I should be doing. I should be doing things that I don't want to do. 
um, there was a one time a person who was sort of, you know, we're dating and things. And she thought like, well, shouldn't you be helping me with this because you're my boyfriend? And I was like, no, I have no interest in doing that, you know? And if I go to do it, it's not, it's going to be out of like what you're talking about, Ava, like it's going to be out of obligation, not because I really want to. And also I don't have time to, and I had other things going on. So I did say no. And we talked about it later and, and it was fine. And she was very understanding and good about it. But um, I, I really think you know, there's times when it's like, um, like right now, Kimberly mentioned, like, I've got some family things going on. I have to help my parents and stuff like that, you know, and, and I want to do that. And it is taking up a lot of time. And that's why I haven't always been on some of the past shows that we've had. So there are those things that are like, you feel in some respects, like family obligations or other things, but it's like, ultimately it's like, no, I want to do that, you know? And, um, but generally speaking, I think we shouldn't be doing stuff that we don't want to do. Therefore, you shouldn't be asking other people to do things that they don't want to do, which means putting them in awkward situations, pressuring them to like, hey, just go out with me, even though you don't want to, you know, or like, you know, the other thing is like, don't try to make yourself feel better. But like, well, why? give me a reason. Why did you say no? Like, that's it actually probably I mean, you can ask people in the right context why but it's probably not good to do it right then and there of like why you know it's like later ask your friends or something like that to get good feedback not to put not to make the person that you said no like have to give you like you're saying a reason so that you feel better you know i think we just have to kind of get comfortable being uncomfortable or not always knowing those answers so mm -hmm. those are the tips i'm going to say for for you know viewers and listeners that uh you know ava and kimberly like the, the things you're talking about Yes, I think as a guy, I'm not always exposed to, and I think that's the biggest thing I can learn from this episode. I think this episode would be really good for a lot of people to listen to, and I feel like not many people may go to it. You know, it's not the most exciting. We're not like how to have sex in a better way and have more orgasms. You know, people click on that stuff, and this, which is like a lot more important in many ways, is not as exciting of a topic. But I think what you're saying is huge and very beneficial. One, one last thing that I wanted to bring up was just the concept of like, even when you're not putting pressure on someone, um, especially when that someone is a woman, identifies as a woman, um, just be aware that there may still be pressure. There may still be like a power imbalance there regardless, right? You may say all the right things and have lots of like trustworthy type behaviors, but that person still doesn't necessarily know you and still needs to make a decision. Um, you might be like the coolest, nicest, best guy in the whole wide world, but we don't necessarily know that. And so if there is any thought in our head of like physical danger of like, oh, this person may be stronger than me, for example, um, then it doesn't matter if you're the best guy in the whole wide world, right? Like we don't know that that safety is still called into question, regardless of how good, how good of a person you may already be. Mm -hmm. um, so just food for thought, something to keep in mind. Like, even if you're doing all of the right things, that still may not be enough. And that's not a reflection of you, um, of your failure, right? Like that is not necessarily a failure. That is just the situation that you're in right now and what they are comfortable risking. Yeah. That's all. That's great wrap up. 
Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. I think this was an important episode, uh, especially Ava. Thanks for all your input. Kimberly, yours too. And uh, yeah. So um, we come out with a new episode every Friday. So if you liked what you saw today, go ahead, hit subscribe, hit, give us a thumbs up on YouTube, but podcast, YouTube, go ahead, subscribe. That way you get our, every show that we've got coming out each Friday. Uh, you can also check out our website, ethicalseduction.com. We've got a lot of resources there. We try to make it like a library so you can go through and find the things that are interesting for you. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, FetLife, and more recently, we've added Twitter to the list. You can follow us on Twitter if you'd like. And if you have any kind of specific questions, you can go to our website, and there's a place you can like either email or click on a button and record questions for us, and we would love that too. So thank you very much. Um, my email, Stephen at Ethical Seduction. You can find that on the website. And thank you, everybody, and we will have another episode next week. So thanks, and keep on creating the sex and the relationships that you want.